0: Good evening to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 18 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this cloudy Sunday, which poetically describes my current mood, October 20th, 2019. (sighs) What other way can you start it off other than a long sigh? Before we get into it all, and of course there's tons to get into as the Yankees 2019 season has come to an end, let's get things started by, as always, giving our first of many shout-outs to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. The list goes on. Just check out everywhere. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. So, after the Team Left Jab shout-out, we usually always move on over to social media to get our interaction with the Yankees community, as always. And I always love talking to you guys. I, As you know, I always see these replies to my tweets and everything like that my yapping yankees tweets is like sort of like a way for phone calls if as if this were a real you know radio show on the air um i really just i like to see what you guys have to say all the time and and today i really i i didn't even put this on instagram i just put this on twitter uh twitter's by far my biggest following and and that's where i get to really hear what's on your guys minds and i really get to have a have good discussions with all of you so uh, I, I really just put this up on Twitter, a, a post, and there's no poll this week. I don't really see anything to really poll on. Any, any real off-season poll questions I feel can start next week. Today's just kind of like a, a sad day, and, you know, it's just not really a day for me to talk about the off-season. I'm not ready to think about that yet, as I, even though I'm completely depressed, I haven't even fully absorbed yet that I'm that we're not going to see Yankee baseball again for another four months. So I'm still just trying to properly absorb that to its fullest. But anyway, no poll this week. I just posted a tweet, and I said it was a discussion for Yapping Yankees, and I wanted people to give it to me straight. That's what I said. Give it to me straight. How do you feel? What are the thoughts on your mind about yesterday, the state of this team, etc.? And, of course, I said if you reply to this with what's, what's on your mind, you get a shout-out, as always, because I love giving you guys your your shout-outs. You deserve them. You're just as part of the Yankee community as anybody else. I don't hold anybody to higher standards or anything like that. We're all part of the same family. We all root for the same team. And I do love chatting with you guys all the time and giving you the shout-outs you deserve so that everybody knows who you are and and, and everybody can follow you and and just know you. Because everybody, we're all a part of this. We're all in this together and we're all going to get through this and all that good stuff. So needless to say, I got a lot of responses. A lot of responses. Um... Over 60 right now. And this tweet's only been up for about two hours. So I, th- there, there are probably going to be more responses flooding in as it goes along. But unfortunately, right now is when I'm recording the podcast. So if you didn't get your comment in, I'm sorry, I'm going to miss you. It's almost three in the afternoon. So if you if you haven't replied by now, then chances are I'm not going to be able to give you your shout out because I'm not going to see it. But for those who have commented, I am definitely going to be seeing your response, and I'll be giving you your shout-out now. So we'll start off, got a lot to get through here, and this is probably going to be the the last longer Yapping Yankees episode until spring training starts, because of course in the off-season, there's always less content and less things to talk about, but in the midst of the quietness of the winter with baseball, I still, I still want to churn out a Yapping Yankees episode each and every Sunday just to keep the discussion going and to keep on talking with you guys because I I just love to do it. And to me, Yankees baseball discussion is never dead because I just want to keep talking about it all year round, even when it's not around. And I know that there are a lot of Yankee fans out there that don't follow any other sports. I, I myself do, so I'll keep entertained, not as entertained as with Yankee baseball, but I do know that there are many Yankee fans out there that don't follow any other sports. The Yankees are their number one passion, as they are mine as well. And, you know, I just want to keep the discussion going for them and for myself as well. Because the Yankees are always on my mind. I love them too much. I just do. That's the fact of the matter. So let's see what you guys had to say in response to this tweet. So we'll start off with at CT Passat. Horribly disappointed. It was a fun season. Are we blaming it on mental fatigue? Right now, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure I want to watch the World Series. I don't follow any other sport the way I do baseball, so the end of the season is always a letdown. For me, it's officially HBO and Showtime season. Fair enough. As I said, that goes back to what I said just before about some people, you know, it's just the Yankees in baseball and baseball and then nothing after that for the winter. At NYY underscore Kate, my great, great friend Kate. She says, I'm heartbroken for a team that faced such adversity throughout the season and to fight their way through it only to have it end the way it did it's just devastating there's no single factor at fault despite what others are saying on here no single player is at fault several players didn't come through yesterday and it takes more than one player for a team to be successful the umpiring behind the plate was awful too and was another contributing factor but not the reason multiple factors that's my opinion no need to find a scapegoat I'm so glad that you, and I, and I know that at MountainGal456, my good friend Tina on Twitter, and I'll get to her reply later as well because I remember her bringing this up. Thank you, God, for bringing this up, guys. The umpiring was brutal, not only throughout the regular season, which is a whole other story in of itself. That's how the whole let Brett Bang thing even was born, because of the umpiring. But even in, uh, even in yesterday's game, my God, my God, if Major League Baseball does not do a, at least a reevaluation of its umpiring crew and, and doesn't at least have a talk with them with how brutal they were this year, not only just against the Yankees, this is not a Homer podcast. This is, an, this is an objective podcast, even though it is about the Yankees. But I'll be objective here yet again, as I like to think that I am, and say just the umpiring was brutal all around Major League Baseball. Every team, at one point or another, multiple times this year, they were victims of horrible umpiring, horrible. And something needs to be done about it from Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred, reevaluate your umpires. They are blind. They are clueless. And they have no idea what they're doing. I'm just going to say that for now and I'll comment more on that later. Another good friend of mine from Twitter, at Alyssa underscore C. I'm very disappointed, but we can only look forward now and try to build a team to come back stronger and better than ever. And yeah, that's That's true. My lovely girlfriend at Vic Salimo. This season was a roller coaster ride that I will never forget. The boys fought through many obstacles and made it further than we could have ever expected, considering what they endured. I really thought this series would be another one of those beatable obstacles. I am so disappointed. It's hard to disagree with that. Another very popular girl on Twitter. I love talking to her as well at Kiki Crowley. Disappointed and sad. The way we lost was crushing. Agree with Tina. The umpire situation needs to be addressed. Our bullpen was taxed by the lack of elite starting pitching all season. True. Our bats were our story all season, and it was our demise in the end. Couldn't have said it better. Great reply right there. Great reply, Kiki. At Padre 19 not going to lie, I'm completely deflated. I would take healthy superstars over surprise players any day, but I really wonder what Vo- Voight, Ford, and Talkman could have done if given the chance. Well, I heard Talkman not until the very end was announced to be healthy. Mike Ford, who knows? And and Luke Voight, I, I kind of understand that because he, I don't think he ever got over the sports hernia injury, and I think that was an indication of how terrible he was at the end of the year. I mean, he was lost. So I, I kind of understand the Voight thing, but who, the, who knows with anybody else? We'll never know. At Logical Nonsense, another good friend of mine, she's awesome. We need to build a team to beat the Astros, a.k.a. get Cole. I'm disappointed with the results because I thought this was the year, but we need starting pitching who can give us six to seven solid innings. Hard to disagree with that, too. At Rowdy Party, pissed, frustrated, optimistic. I don't feel the better team won. When fully healthy when fully healthy, the team will be great next year. Getting Miguel Andujar third base and DB back will be huge. DB being Dylan Patances. Jay gone, AC back, EE gone. Need to add starting pitcher and a bunch of other positions with another ace. Time to spend money. It's hard to disagree. With all these, it really is. At DMI199106. Really disappointed in offense in ALCS. Turning point was losing was losing game two, which should have been won. Then the runners in scoring position fails and left on base cost us the series. The pitching was much better than expected for a Yankees team without reliable starters that goes six innings. Pitching needed in 2020. <laughs> this one made me chuckle, I have to admit. At Yankees Hendo, my good friend Hendo. Always busting my chops, of course, has canceled the podcast. <laughs> And he, then he did later on say when we were going back and forth, he wants to be a guest. So Hendo, I'm, I'm booking you for when I get guests on this show. No doubt about it. It's going to happen. Michael P. at danger to society Cashman is and always has been a fraud. Stick built the dynasty, meaning Gene Michaels. Stick built the dynasty and 2009 team included A-Rod. He fought against signing. Cano, he had nothing to do with getting a sticks core, and sticks core four. On his own, he has built nothing. No titles, no penance, and only two playoff series wins in seven years. That's pretty bold. Up next, at Simon Tid, Scotty Marsh, my good friend. He said, keep your friends on suicide watch. I know it's rough the day after, sometimes worse. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to deny that, Scotty. At Chris Vitale, my good friend, Chris, from California Disappointed, but if you told me the Yanks would have been in that position back in May, I would have called you crazy. It was a fun and exhausting season. Just didn't have enough in the tank to get past Houston. At Team Left Jab, that's pretty fitting they comment. Thank you, Team Left Jab, as always, for featuring Yapping Yankees on your social medias and your sites and everything like that, and always having me on as well. I love Team Left Jab, they're great. They commented, powerful team that need one more dominant pitcher to beat a team like the Astros. The hitters didn't hit, but the Astros scored around the same amount of runs, so situational hitting killed them as well. That's what it came down to. I couldn't disagree. I, I, I could not disagree with that if I tried. The situational hitting killed the Yankees. We'll get into that more later. At Long Island underscore Tony. I think we need to make a big move this offseason for a position player. Our downfall is our inability to score runs against Houston. We need another for we need another average hitter like DJ. Papa coming back will be huge. Papa and Duhar he's talking about. Also, Didi should walk and Gardy should and Guardy should if he rejects a one year deal. I kind of find it hard to believe that Gardner would reject anything. He's he, he loves being a Yankee so much, I think he'd accept just about anything. That that'd be surprising to me if he rejected that. As long as he does want to play, which he has said before that he wants to keep playing. At argue sports guy, we need one ace pitcher and another quality pitcher. We need more lefty relievers. We need to figure Sanchez as our number nine hitter and let DD go. Number nine. We need to deal for another contact guy at first base, center fielder, shortstop. We need to get Stanton yoga classes. Yikes. See, the, the fans are a bunch of savages. <laughs> At Anime Soldier 01, my good friend James Celestin, really really good friend of mine. I'm upset, Mike. This loss stings. I'm still numb. I felt this was different, but it's not the offense did not hit when it mattered, the most, but it if if Cashman doesn't address starting pitching, it will not change. This is something that has held the Yankees back. So it's definitely true James again talking about the offense not hitting when it mattered, which is 100% true. And here she is, Tina, at Mountain Gal 456 always supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, Tina. Stating the obvious of disappointment, but I was happy to see our team fight back. The Astros did as well. There needs to be a convo with MLB. Ump's for all teams. Two are headed to the World Series. Let's not continue taking the bat out of their hands. They're destroying this beautiful game. That, that could not be more true. They couldn't. They just couldn't. The umpires are ruining this game. Officiating needs to get better. At Laura underscore Icemont, good friend of mine, Laura, as well, this series was disappointing. Our offense missed so many opportunities and the umpires were inconsistent with the strike zone. Certain players also didn't perform as we expected. The way the game ended last night was heartbreaking after DJ gave us a chance in the ninth inning. And she continued to say, looking back at the season, I'm still proud of this team. They overcame so many obstacles and were always fighting no matter what. If the right moves are made this offseason, in parentheses, getting Cole, trade some players, there's plenty of hope for 2020. So thank you for the reply, Laura. Then up next we have at Edward J. 6390 Changes have to be made. Sanchez has to go. Too inconsistent. Whatever happened to taking pitches? This first pitch swinging was ridiculous. How about basic baseball and not just about long ball? Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of first pitch swinging. No doubt about that. At Osvaldo Alcant S. How do I feel? I'm beyond good, man. I don't know how that's possible. Yankees equal Red Sox slash Astro puppets. Not a fan anymore. I'm, I'm not even sure I want to address that because... People who just announce they're not fans anymore, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. I, sure, I'm depressed right now, as you could well tell by my tone on this podcast, and I, I know a lot of people may be like, oh, well, this makes for boring podcasting, this monotone voice, but what do you want me to do? If, he, if you expected anything different from anybody as emotionally invested in the Yankees as I am, you maybe you should be listening to somebody else. I would think that this shows just how much I care about this team, how depressed I am, but I'm certainly not going to stop being a Yankee fan over it. Ridiculous. At Kenny Laurie, more sad than anything, not even mad yet. They fought so hard and worked through so much adversity this season. We've seen that word a lot. They had what it takes. Just a real shame the way it ended. At Aaron Marie G. Disappointed after everything they fought through this season truly wasted season Uh, in ways it does feel like a waste I mean after you do have to give the team credit as many people have and I do myself with all the adversity they fought through and, and how far they were able to get but to fight through all that adversity and just have it end there it's it's heartbreaking Julian you're gonna have to announce you're gonna have to you know accept my apology for just botching your last name because I know I'm going to at Julian Guillarte. That's that's the best shot I'm giving it at Julian Guillarte. One really hurts, but not but not far away from winning it all. Just need a big time pitcher. Pray for Cole, and I want another good contact hitter. Let Gardy Edwin Encarnacion, and maybe even Didi walk. At bullpen, Betty can't talk. Fetal position. <laughs> I I, I guess I appreciate that. (laughs) I can respect that. At C Lawler 95. Disappointed on the outcome, but proud of all the guys with how they handled the adversity all year. The Yankees had their chances in the championship series, but just couldn't get it done. That's what sucks. You're right about that. At Joe Gucciardo. Pissed off. The big thing for me is that Cashman spent all summer and the deadline practically not even concerning himself with the starter and dragged in Eddie, who did nothing this series. Total opposite of clutch. Need a starter this winter, and that'll that'll keep our window wide open. It's hard to debate that after the way things turned out. At Love Our World 16, overall very disappointed. This team easily should have won the World Series this year. Boone overmanages. He doesn't manage his pen with feel; just by the book. He also moved everyone around through the batting order every game. It's easy for me to sit here and say this, but damn. And the the shuffling of the batting order is also something that Alex Rodriguez actually mentioned on the Fox broadcast. I believe it was in the post game. I don't forgive me for not remembering after which exact game it was, but A. Rod commented on how discouraging it is, especially on young guys like Gleyber Torres you know, shifting the lineup around. I don't know how true that actually is, but I'll take it from someone who actually played the game. But he did actually comment on that, the shuffling of the lineup. At Greyhound23, just subscribed and looking forward to listening, talking about yapping Yankees. I appreciate that. Thank you. Currently, my thoughts are not very nice, but I'll say if they can find any way to get rid of Stanton, I am all in on it. All right, then. At Cush Sav, Sav in the Box. Disappointed. Really upset. Not mad at the team, though. The Astros were just better. Not mad at anyone. Just sad. At B Dimes 34. Just had a great meal at a five-star restaurant and finished it off with a glass of vinegar. Ugh. Oh, man. Ew. <laughs> that actually got a chuckle out of me, which is not easy to do today. At C.A. Wolfgang. I watch 120-plus games a year. Met a really nice local group to watch the games with. We formed a bond. Last night when they tied it up, we thought there was a chance. Now, nothing. There is this emptiness that I don't know what to do with. I am in mourning. That's, that's basically how it feels. Feels like we just had all of our money taken from us. <laughs> At Sean Young 2, not happy with the World Series drought. Is Cashman's job on the line? Yes. No, I'm not saying yes. He said yes. That that I'm not sure about. I don't work with the Yankees front office. But there is one undeniable fact out there. This is the first decade in 100 years since the 1910s that the Yankees did not at least see the World Series. And a lot of people may be going, oh, what about the 80s? Well, remember, the Yankees were in the World Series in the 80s. In the early 80s, they made it to the World Series. So they saw the World Series in the 80s, but they just didn't win. This is the first decade that they didn't even see the World Series since the 1910s. That's 100 years ago. So that's really, that, that's not an easy thing to absorb right there. At that underscore guy underscore Ariel. Happy yet disappointed. They managed to fight hard despite the plague of injuries throughout the year. Not to discredit Houston, but we lost the series by not producing with runners in scoring position. Our pitching for the most part did well because both teams offensively struggled, which they did. They just got key hits. That's that's true. The situational hitting. At official 52011-2. underscore Disappointed. That's giving it straight if there ever was one. (laughs) At I'm underscore bleachbit Annoyed. You can't continuously go to the same pitchers in a long series and not expect to lose. You also have to find people to perform offensively in the postseason besides DJ LeMayhew. At Jacob Gabba. Having a healthy Stanton could have gone a long way in terms of fortifying the lineup. That being said, I agree that no one person is at fault. The Yankees delivered decent pitching, but simply got outplayed by not executing on the little things when both lineups struggled. Also true. Michael at Greek underscore God. Crushing because we tied the game up, but we all know there was a 95% chance we would lose lose Game 7. We need more contact hitters and starting pitching. DJ made a huge difference in our team because he put the ball in play consistently. And then at iGolfDoYou replied to Michael's tweet saying, that's why the Yanks have to find a way to fit Nduhar's bat in the lineup. Whether it's at first DH or outfield, with him being a low strikeout guy, with a big bat like DJ, he has to get into that lineup. Well, that's another interesting topic of discussion because... Miguel Andujar's job, if they don't find a place for him, it could be in jeopardy with the season that Gio Urshela had. Uh, We'll have to see. At John Elames. Oh, and Boone not walking out Tuve to face Marisnik will haunt me for the rest of my life. So this is the second time he tweeted. He, He also tweeted another response to the tweet, saying, one, if anything can be done to improve the health of the team, do it. Two, if pitch, pitching was deemed our biggest weakness and question mark, and everyone, in parentheses aside from Otto, pitched admirably. Three, the default lineup desperately needs to be redone. Four, everyone deserves blame, and five, 2020 is ours. At Delissio, Mike, so pissed off. Chapman throws off-speed junk, same spot to Altuve, and that ball is still going. Throw the gas. Thanks to penny-pinching Hal, we have a decade with no World Series appearance. But hey, he had five extra home games at money. George rolling over now. And a lot of people like to mention George Steinbrenner. At Sports Team News, we need some more starting pitching depth. The Astros proved you can win with just starting pitching this season. Was a letdown 10 years ago. Is too long without a ring. At New York Yanks fan 23. The offense disappeared. The bullpen was tired from overuse. The Astros saw them a lot, which gave them an advantage. Better starting pitching helps fix that. Disappointing end to a season filled with injuries. And that's a point I'll make later as well. It does. In order to not see a bullpen as much or to keep them fresh, depth from starters is key, and the Yankees didn't get that at a lot of points. At polite Yankee fan, bullpenning never won a single thing. Was never going to work. All right, so this th- this I'll probably botch, but we'll try this anyway. At Cat, Did I get that? Did I get that in? I hope so. <laughs> I'm numb. It still hasn't sunk in that our season's over. And I just replied with a sad face because how much truer can, get, can that get? At Russian64584841. I'm angry. This season is just another one that ended in failure. And the Astros are once again publicly rubbing the Yankees' faces in it. At G. Scavell's, Greg Scavelli, a friend of mine from high school. Good to hear from you, Greg. No one to blame but ourselves. We left so many runners in scoring position this series. Pitchers did their job. Lineup had to step up. Rearranging needs to be done before next season. The division is only going to get better with the Sox and an up-and-coming Blue Jays team needs to capitalize soon. And we, we saw a little bit of that, Greg. That's a great point with how the Blue Jays actually gave the Yankees a lot of trouble this year. They fought them good. One can, one can even argue they cost them a lot more wins and possibly even home field advantage by giving the Yankees a tough time. I'm not saying home field advantage would have made a difference because if, even if you see in the series, the Astros played well at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees did not. So I'm not saying necessarily that would make a difference. Just a point of conversation. But they, the, the Blue Jays definitely fought them very well. Same thing could happen next year, or maybe even more so. We'll just have to wait and see. But a very good point, Greg. Definitely. At Chulapona 24 postseason is another animal. You need, need off season tactics. Pitchers need to go six to seven innings. Runners in scoring position. Must advance to score. Bunt. Play small ball. Don't rely on the homers or swing at first pitch and hustle. Get a starting pitcher. A few need to go. Most can say. Play loud and well. The postseason is definitely another animal. I've got to agree with that. At Miguel underscore G1. Overjoyed that we met expectations and made it to the ALCS, but crushed that we lost to Houston again. We learned a lot about who belongs on the squad and who doesn't, and it took this heartbreaking loss to show it. So definitely disappointed, but not completely crushed. At J Hirsch ninety nine, sadness, regret, anger at their unwillingness to load up on starting pitching, leading to overuse of the bullpen. Anger because they pitched Altuve when they could have faced a vastly inferior hitter in Jake Marisnik. Bitter, because Boone let a clearly struggling Encarnacion continue to bat. I could go on. At GMAG44, I'm just numb. At Not Roger Moore, depression. At Ronan1957, someone explained to me the thought process of changing a lineup that was able to fully control Game 1 and could have done the same in-game tell. But... Instead, tinkering occurs in every subsequent game and all is lost. And the pitching choices after game one were questionable as well. Then we had at Wingus 99 I'm disappointed to say the least, but also proud of this team for always fighting. This was a series they could have won and had a lot of missed opportunities. You have to be able to hit with runners in scoring position or 9 out of 10 times you're going to lose the game. That's true. It's key and you saw it. At Tom Paroli. I think... They were set up for failure at this level, and their reliance on the bullpen game really came back to bite them. You still need starting pitching to win championships. At Elorum M1, I'm disappointed. Half the team stopped hitting, but so did Houston. They were just a little bit better all around than we were. We were one timely hit away from totally changing that series around. It's a shame. At NJBriar27, Boone should stop trying to be cute with the lineup and go with what works. Playing stats is the worst way to go about it. Also, he needs to give the starters a bigger leash. Playing fearful of giving up a walk is not the way to go. At Raymond NY Sports, I feel like Game 2 was the turning point. Analytics are great, but sometimes you have to go with what you see. Green was in the zone and should have been left in to face Springer. We needed to steal one of the first games against Verlander or Cole. Game 2 was up for grabs. At Pinstripe underscore Mike, the Astros' worst hitter was on deck. All in caps lock, he wrote that, might I add. (laughs) At MFresh 215, disappointed, frustrated. Guys who came through all year became incapable for the entire series. It seemed like the approach changed and the Yanks harped on approach all year. Just have to hope Cashman and Hal learn and adapt. 2020 could be a historic team. At Kevin Petoni, AK. Very upset. They had a great year. I think they need starting pitching. I think during the regular season it's easier to bullpen games, but in the playoffs, facing the same team over a seven-game series is going to come back to bite you. Heartbroken that it had to end that way. That's true. You know, if a team sees a lot of a lot of the same thing, you know, think they might catch on. Might be a factor. At Michael Pakalek, I think that's how you say the name, Michael. I'm enraged. Ten years of failure, and yet Brian Cashman still has a job. At Brian Flippin, very disappointed. Feels like a wasted season. We seriously need to look at the rotation this offseason. We have to be able to match the Astros on the mound, or this will be the same ending year after year. Also, are you sure that Judge is truly a superstar? At shane for Bishop, two things I think clearly need to be addressed this offseason are bolstering the starting rotation and bringing in some situational hitting. The mentality has to change with our approach. Regular season is whatever. Post-season, you can't live and die that way. At Lenorth Snobby, another good friend of mine, burn the bleep to the ground. I'm, so, I'm sorry, my man, I can't say it. S-H-I-T, I'll just spell it out. <laughs> I can't say that. I, 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 we, we keep this podcast clean. But I'm still giving you your shout-out. Go back to the drawing board, so to speak. Make the necessary trades to get reliable starting pitching. Learn from teams that have gone back again and again. Houston and L.A. Steal, steal F.O. talent from these two or Tampa. At Rob Apple Comedy. It was a good playoff run after a great, great season. Proud of my team. Sad for how it ended, but I'm already pumped for the 2020 campaign. I believe we're running towards the bottom now, but I'm not exactly sure. At Xariff King, pitching pitching pissed me off. We need dominant starters. I don't want to hear about the merits of openers or bullpen games ever again. At Yankee Soprano, it'd be nice to get a good medical staff. billion franchise on an Obamacare plan. Wow. (laughs) I do agree on the medical staff, though, and I'm going to rant about it later. At Manny9017. Broken. Just broken. At SportsD24733772. Keep it simple. It sucks. Rather have lost game five. We got teased. Okay. (laughs) At Laker477. Does it suck that the Yankees didn't win at all this year? Yes, it does. But considering all of the injuries that they had to overcome, this season was not a failure. Frustrating? Yes. Disappointing? Yes. Infuriating? Yes. A failure? No. At Yankees, nut 74. The cards were stacked against the Yankees all season. Injuries, losing Herman, MLB changing the juiced balls for the playoffs and losing an off day because of the rain out. Yankees barely had a legitimate shot. Then we had, at Alt Rockers, Yankees should kidnap Altuve, put him at second base, and grab some of the steroids the Astros are taking. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there are any additional responses here. I believe that might be it. So I I think we hit on mostly everybody. Again, I know there were also a lot of people that quote tweeted this tweet and made their own responses, so I'll scroll down my notifications right now and and try to find as many of those as I possibly can. Because I know some people did. And I want to give as many people the shout-outs they deserve, you know. So, I'm just scrolling here to see who, you know, who quoted the tweets and everything. At Ball, it turned out as expected, given that the Yankees would not sign the elite pitchers needed to really compete. Also need better talent on offense. Defense need to solidify first base. And as much as I hate to say it, let DD walk. So that is one quoted tweet that I've found. I'll try to find another because I know a bunch of people did. Okay, at underscore Papaluka. Season ended basically how I predicted it would. Yeah, fair enough. At Gibral Wilson. I'm over it now. The Yankees need to change their philosophy with overusing bullpen and not having enough hitters that can put the ball in play. We also had at Gambino Castillo. You can win all the regular season, season games you want, but in this... In this moment, they couldn't win it all, and that is the biggest pain. That's you know, this. This is more of the same responses, you know. So I believe that is that's really all the replies that I see right now that I got, and and th- there might be a couple more, and I, and I apologize if I missed you, but if if you did um if you did reply a bit late, I'm sorry I couldn't get to you. Actually, one just came in just now, so I'm gonna just say this right now. It literally came in three minutes ago. Perfect timing. At Alessandria underscore. Good timing right there, Allie. You just got this in. (laughs) Disappointed. Big changes must be made next year. The bats went missing and the starting pitching must be addressed. This season was a failure. And if you recall, that is also what Judge said last night in his very emotional post-game interviewing time. So, now that we read out all those responses, I'll give my take on the whole thing. So... Usually this is the part of the podcast where I do talk, you know, basically just about the latest in Yankee news, but we all know what the news is. The Yankee 2019 season is over. That's the only news that matters right now, and I usually give my takes on some things, and I'm going to do that now. So what have I seen since last Sunday, since the last time I spoke to you? The last time I spoke to you was right after Game 1 and just before Game 2. Game 2, one of the games of many that they could have very well grabbed and won. I saw a team on game one night, and I saw a team that was motivated, went out there and got the job done, scored a lot, came through and it mattered, pitched well the whole nine yards. I did not see that team return maybe a little bit in game five, but other than that, that team was gone after game one. I don't know what happened. I don't know what Changed, and I don't know what made them come out with the looks on their face that they had in some of these games after what they were able to accomplish at times. I'll give an example. How about game four? Game four, these guys looked like zombies. And the way they played was shameful. Yet, just the day before with what they accomplished, they got to Garrett Cole, got so many, they got five walks, they got countless base runners, and they accomplished a lot even though they didn't come up in big situations with the situational hitting as they didn't for the majority of the series. But did you see the looks on their faces, the look of defeat before they even lost? And the way that they played at the end with the errors and just the sloppiness is a disgusting display. I don't know why they came out looking the way they did when they were still very much in the series. So that's just an example. The Yankees beat themselves. They failed in a department where they very well had succeeded in throughout the entire season. And that's situational hitting. Runners in scoring position. This is something the Yankees succeeded in all year long. And then when it mattered, they couldn't do it. That's what hurt them the most. Did it also hurt to not get length out of starters that the Astros saw a lot of the bullpen and and, and you couldn't have just starters take the brunt of the games, maybe except, with the exception of James Paxson who was a warrior in Game 5. Does that hurt? Of course. Do you need better starting pitching? Of course. Not denying any of that. But the downfall of this series was the situational hitting the lack thereof there was none of it it was almost as if when someone got on base God himself came down from the skies touched the Yankees brains and said you have now lost any and all knowledge that you have been taught on how to hit a baseball because there is a runner on base, or a runner in scoring position, you can no longer hit. It was enough to drive anyone insane throughout the series. The blown opportunities in Game 2, between being able to potentially take the lead off Verlander, and even later in the game, into extra innings, losing that game that they very well could have won. And honestly... Hate to put this play out there, but and and I do and I do understand sending the runner and and I and I understand how perfect that play had to go with the ball bouncing perfectly to Correa and, and all, everything that had to happen a perfect throw home and all of that stuff. But this series turned around when DJ was thrown out of the plate. You do realize that that is when this team really went to sleep for a while until Game Five. The momentum shifted big time after that. Adam Adovino also had a terrible series. Horrible series. Didn't come through at all. Disastrous times against George Springer. Putting people on base, walking, giving up hits, getting into jams. Putting a lot of pressure on other people to get him out of those jams. So he had a terrible series, abysmal but I'm, I'm not just going to pretend like the last series was the only time he was bad. Adam Adovino was a train wreck for the last month or so. I don't understand why. Maybe it was because of how much he was used in the first half. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he just lost his stuff. I don't know what the deal is, but he was horrendous. But the main downfall of this series was the lack of situational hitting. And I have proof right here. They had this on MLB Network. The Yankees beat the Astros in, in nearly every category. Runs scored throughout the series. The Yankees scored 17. The Astros scored 16. Their averages, the Yankees batted 199. The Astros batted 178. Average with runners in scoring position. The Yankees batted 172. The Astros batted 103. Home runs hit. The Yankees hit 8. The Astros hit 6. Starters ERA. The Yankees starters ERA was 266. The Astros starting ERA was 290. The bullpen ERAs. The Yankees ERA in the bullpen, 242. The bullpen ERA for the Astros, 420. The stats go on. You could say the better team lost. I don't say that. If the Yankees were the better team, they would have hit when it mattered. Simply, quite simply put, the Astros took advantage of the Yankees' lack of situational hitting and lack of taking advantage when they very well could have won multiple times in multiple games. I described it to a lot of my close friends. I said, picture this. Picture the Houston Astros walking up to the New York Yan- to the New York Yankees constantly multiple times in each game that they lost with a silver platter and on that silver platter was the baseball game. And the Astros said, "Here you go." The Yankees said, "Nah, we're good." Whether you like it or not, that's what happened. The Yankees could have very well won each and every game that they lost. There was not a game that at one point I felt the Yankees were completely out of it maybe except one of the games and, you know, they lost like 8-3. to But before that, before they got to that out-of-control scoring with the Astros, before that they were very close throughout most of the game and they had their opportunities and they kept blowing it. The Astros piled on and took advantage and that's why the better team won. It's as simple as that. Even though the Yankees beat them out in a lot of these categories, the Astros came through when it mattered. And that's what matters in the playoffs. You come through when it matters. Or else you're not going to win. You can't blow the amount of opportunities that the Yankees did and expect to win a series against a team like the Astros. If you give the Yankees half their opportunities back that they blew, they probably win the series. They blew more opportunities than I care to even look back on and try to count. It's enough to make you insane. The game against Garrett Cole, Game 3... It felt like innings one through five or one through six were on loop. It felt like it was on loop. Chance after chance after chance after chance against a guy which most teams usually do not even get one chance against. The Yankees got about five, and they didn't cash in once. And that was those were by far not the only instances throughout the series in which the Yankees did that the Yankees very, very well could have won this series. And that's what makes it so disappointing. Let alone the fact all the adversity, as everybody even said on Twitter, let alone all the adversity that they faced throughout the season also makes us painful because they came this far through, after everything they've been through to lose this way. I do want to give credit to the Yankees for fighting as hard as they did throughout the season. Having 30 people hit the injured list, having around 40 injuries, something I don't believe any sports team in history has ever had to deal with injuries on that kind of a scale. Yet they went out there. They grinded. They took the next man up and the Savages in the box mentality and carried them throughout the year. Won 103 stinking games. In that sense, they should hold their heads high. But to go through all of that and to lose the way they did at the end is crushing. No matter what way you spin it, it is crushing. And as much as I'd like to sugarcoat that, I can't. So, those are basically my takes on the whole series. And there are many, many players to blame. I agree with those people that said there's no one person to blame. Edwin Encarnacion was horrendous. Gary Sanchez was horrendous. Brett Gardner, although, you know, into the playoffs, he had had an incredible season. He was in this last series also himself, although he missed a home run by just a few feet, barely foul, and he almost had a humongous hit last night on a diving play by Reddick, was still horrendous. Good on defense with the bat, horrendous. DD Gregorius in this series, horrendous. And a lot of this, in a lot of the instances, especially with DD, has to do with first pitch swinging as well. At bad pitches, might I add. For the most part, I feel the starting pitching did its job. I even feel the bullpen did a solid job. Look at the numbers there. They did fine. The situational hitting killed the New York Yankees. And as I said, that was something that they were great at all year long. And it ended up being their downfall. This hurts. This... Someone asked me, is this more painful than 2017? It is undoubtedly more painful in 2017 because the 2017 team wasn't even supposed to make the playoffs. I pictured them as still a rebuilding-ish sort of team after not making it in 2016. I thought 17 was going to be similar, yet they took the Astros even a game further that year than they did this year. So, yes... This is more painful this year. Especially after everything they went through through and everything they fought through. The 2017 Yankees were not supposed to get where they got. And that made it thrilling. And even though it was painful to lose, not as painful. This team had high expectations and fought through a lot to get here. And the thing they were good at all year long, situational hitting with runners in scoring position, ended up being their downfall. And the way they lost at the end was so painful. This is, this is undoubtedly, it's not even close, more painful than the 2017 loss. It's not even close. I know a lot of people want to debate, oh, 2018, we got eliminated right away in the ALDS and had to watch the Red Sox celebrate on our field, blah, blah, blah. This sucks. And I'm sorry if any of you out there happen to find this podcast a bit more boring than previous ones because of my mostly monotone voice. But, honestly, I don't see how any Yankee fan doing anything today could be talking any differently. As a matter of fact, I don't think there's a tone that's more appropriate. If you want to listen to a happy-go-lucky, Yankee fan, everything's okay. You know, just after the day we got eliminated. This is not the podcast. I keep it real on here. If you appreciate the the hell out of that, great. I encourage you to stick around. If you want happy, always optimistic. And you know, by the way, you know that I'm an optimistic Yankee fan. I'm optimistic. I love this team, and I always will. But if you want happy, go lucky, confident, optimistic the day after an elimination, this is not the podcast for you. I need time to get over this. A lot of time to get over this. And quite frankly, I'm going to be mostly sad until the day pitchers and catchers report after we endure this miserable, long, disgusting winter because winter is the worst season of the year and I will not hear debate on it. That's a whole other topic for another day, though. However, those are mainly my takes on this series. As far as the season overall, as I said, I tip my cap to this team for battling through such adversity and injuries throughout this year. And speaking of injuries, I do want to briefly just say, and I've been waiting to say this for when, the, for when the season ended, whenever it was to end. If one person at least does not lose their job on this Yankees training staff, I might blow a gasket. Because what we saw with the injuries this year was an anomaly like I'd be surprised if we ever saw ever again with any sports team in history. Somebody needs to be held accountable for all the adversity that the Yankees experienced. I know a good amount of injuries are just bad luck, people's bodies break down, what have you, but I, you cannot completely excuse the training staff for what happened this year. And if at least one person doesn't lose their job, I'm sorry, it's, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, inexcusable. Somebody needs to be held accountable. Get that done. And as far as Major League Baseball, with your crappy-ass umpires, and I apologize in advance to the Astros and the Nationals who are going to the World Series, and congrats to both of them. They both deserve it. I, you have to know that there will be at least 25 bad calls made against each of you, probably, in this upcoming series because of these umpires. So best of luck to you guys. Congrats to the Houston Astros. They deserve to get there. Congrats to the Nationals. They deserve to get there. And guess what? Guess what's common between the two between those two teams in the World Series as we've seen with each team in the World Series for a long, long time. They both have good starting pitching. Catch on to it. That's all I have to say about that. And we'll talk more about that as far as looking ahead for the Yankees in the offseason. You know ...when it comes to what to do for 2020. But those are the responses from the Yankees community. As you can see, a lot of them are very similar. A lot of them feel the same way, just depressed and sad like me. I will need some time to get over this, as many people do. I really had high hopes for this team. I came into this season thinking that they would win the World Series. And I said many times on this podcast throughout the season... ...that they would win the World Series. I truly thought that this season was too magical... And too special after everything they've been through just to lose. Yet, they still just lost. And I'm just really... I'm messed up over it. I'm messed up. I'm very emotionally invested in this Yankees team. And you need to understand something. I hope to be doing this for a living one day. Talking sports on the radio. My number one sport is baseball. My number one team are the Yankees. So... I'm very, very emotionally invested in all of my teams, but especially the New York Yankees. And when badness happens to them, it hurts me. And I find it very troublesome for people when they tell me, and this even goes to my own family when they tell me this, to say, you can't let this dictate your whole mood, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I can. And maybe not, to the, maybe not to the necessary degree of being upset for it as long as I probably will be, but as far as being upset, especially after it just happened, tell me to get over it. I do not need to hear get over it right now, as I'm sure many of you do not need to hear to get over it right now. Because I'm very emotionally invested in this team. I plan on doing this for a living. So technically, actually, when people tell me, oh, the, you know, the Yankees aren't your whole life, well, actually, they are my life. Because I ride and I grind with them for 162 games. I don't miss a game. I never, I'm never at fault as far as loyalty for this team. I'm always with them along for the ride. I love them just as much as anybody does. I know enough about them as much as anybody does. I will put that out there right now. And I plan on talking sports on the radio someday. And I plan on talking about the Yankees for a living and all my teams that I care about, and all other teams as well because I'm objective. But the Yankees are a big chunk of it. So actually they are my life. And I'm proud to say they are my life. So I don't need to hear right now, I don't need to hear to not be as upset about this as I am. Because I am crushed over this. And it's going to take me time to get over it. Deal with it. And this is the tone of this podcast. It is. This is the tone for today. Maybe things will be different next week. Who knows? Maybe I'll be nearly the same. We'll have to see what happens when next Sunday comes around. But those are my takes more or less. Major League Baseball umpires. Disastrous. Yankees training staff needs to be held accountable for the anomaly that we saw this year. Yankees need to be respected for everything they went through. And how far they got. And the next man up team needs to be really, really appreciated for everything they accomplished as well for helping the Yankees even get to this point to begin with. They're a big reason why they even won the American League East. But after all that, the way it ended was crushing and how it ended with failing with runners in scoring position and in situational hitting situations overall. After that was a big strength of theirs throughout the entire season, is very tough to swallow it's a tough pill to swallow it just is not sure how long it's gonna take me to get past it but we all will and as far as what the Yankees are gonna do in the offseason only time will tell but we'll see for now since obviously this podcast is running a bit long as I expected to because there's a lot of emotion involved let's get to the weekly recap I generally recap how most of the games went on, so I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time and it. I'll just give the scoring summaries. We'll go back to last Sunday. Since this game happened right after I recorded the last episode last week, so we didn't get to talk about it. We'll start off things uh, with how the pitching matchup was. James Paxson went against Justin Verlander in Game 2. Carlos Correa started things off with an RBI double in the bottom of the second. Gave them a one nothing lead, the Astros, that is. Aaron Judge with a huge home runoff. Verlander in the top of the fourth made it 2-1. to then Adam Adovino came in, and George Springer hit a solo home run off him on the first pitch he saw from him on a, on a hanging slider. Tied the game at 2-2, two, at two to two. and then Carlos Correa in the bottom of the 11th off Jay Happ hit a walk-off home run, and they won 3-2 to two in a game filled with missed opportunities yet again. And that was definitely another tough loss to deal with the Yankees were off on Monday for traveling they came back on Tuesday against Garrett Cole in the game where every inning felt like it was on loop as far as scoring opportunities Garrett Cole against Luis Severino had a tough start but he rebounded later on Luis Severino did and Garrett Cole he wasn't necessarily Garrett Cole but he was still damn good but the Yankees had plenty of chances against him no excuses and they just didn't get it done Again, much of innings one through six about felt like they were on loop with first and second two outs, first and second two outs, first and second two outs. Even in the first inning, first and second no outs. Jose Altuve started things off in the top of the first, solo shot made it one nothing. Then Josh Reddick in the second made it two nothing on a solo shot of his own. Wild pitch by Zach Britton made it three nothing, four nothing on a Yuli Gurriel, Sack fly four, and then and then it was four to one on Gleber Torres hitting a solo shot. In the bottom of the eighth, off Joe Smith, and that'd be the end of that game. There would be a rainout on Wednesday, so then their off day on Friday, their tra- which was supposed to be a traveling day back to Houston, was taken away because of that. So they played Game Four on Thursday, and they would lose eight to three in a pitching matchup against Masahiro Tanaka and Zach Greinke. Again, many missed opportunities. Uh, m- many missed opportunities against Zach Greinke as well. Brett Gardner with a bases-loaded walk. In the bottom of the first, would give the Yankees a one nothing lead. George Springer, three-run shot in the top of the third, gave the Astros a 3-1 lead. 6-1 Astros lead after another three-run shot off Chad Green by Carlos Correa. 6-3 to after a two-run shot by Gary Sanchez. 7-3 after Jordan Alvarez reached on a fielding error and drove in Alex Bregman. 8-3 to after a Michael Brantley RBI single in the top of the ninth, and that's how the Astros would win. Friday, the Yankees would win 4-1 to one in an extremely great pitching matchup against Paxton and Verlander, and Paxton was a warrior in this game. have to tip my cap to him. He got it done, and that start will not be forgotten. When people think of James Paxton, they're going to think about how fantastic his 11 or 12 final starts of the year were, and they're going to remember that warrior start in Game 5 of the season and resting on his shoulders. Not many scoring drives on here because very little happened, but a wild pitch by James Paxson in the first was basically the only ugly inning for him. Gave the Astros a 1-0 lead as George Springer came home to score. Then DJ LeMahieu, second pitch of the game off Justin Verlander in the first, bottom of the first. Would tie the game at one on a solo shot of his own. And then Aaron Hicks shortly after that in the bottom of the first hit a three-run homer to put the Yankees up 4-1. Hit that three-run homer off the foul pole. That's the score the Yankees would win by. Then, of course, yesterday, the elimination game where the Astros would finish the Yankees off after an incredible comeback try by DJ LeMayhew. Brad Peacock against Chad Green would start the game, and Chad Green gave up a three-run shot right away off the bat in the bottom of the first on Actually, what wasn't a bad pitch at all, a fastball up and in, it's just Yuli Gurriel got the hands in and hooked it into left field stands. Got to tip your cap there. It wasn't a bad pitch that he hit. So it was 3-0 Astros right away, and that was very deflating. Gary Sanchez in the top of the second, though, got the Yankees on the board with an RBI single. It was 3-1. 3-2 to after Gio Urshela hit a solo shot in the top of the fourth. And then in the top in the bottom of the sixth, rather, Alex Bregman. Astros only scored once, 4-2 to on an RBI groundout. DJ LeMay, who in the top of the ninth, came... Probably the biggest home run of his entire life, and a home run that literally had me collapse to the ground. I literally fell to the ground. Two run shot to tie the game at four. You think after that, if the Yankees win this game, they're just going to do it because of magic? It was just an incredibly, it, it, it was an extremely incredible home run, and really just poetic of that of DJ's season. And it just really went to, it just really went to show in that ninth inning, Gio Rochella starting it off with a single, and then DJ hitting a game-tying home run. Two of the guys giving the Yankees a chance in a game where it all seemed to was over before it started. And, you know, before the ninth inning started, that is. But they gave them a chance, and what do you know? Throughout the entire season, those two were more valuable to this Yankees team than anyone I can think of. It's incredible. And yet they were the ones to give the Yankees life in the ninth. It really was poetic. Really, really was. And I'm so happy for the two of them. So that tied the game at four, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. The Yankees season would end on a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth off Chapman by none other than Jose Altuve. And that's the end of the season, guys. That's your weekly recap. There's nothing going on today or tomorrow. The World Series starts on Tuesday... Game one will be in Houston. Of course, the Astros have home field advantage. They finish with a far better record than the Nationals did. As I said earlier, you're going to see a lot of good starting pitching in this series. Justin Verlander and Cole on the side of Houston. You could even add Zach Granke in there. And on the Nationals side, you have a Max Scherzer. You have Steven Strasburg. And you also have someone who's had very good postseason starts, Anibal Sanchez. Lots of good starting pitching around this series. And what do you know? They're the two to make it there. Says something, doesn't it? So, what's ahead? There's nothing ahead as far as games, and that's really hit me like a brick wall right now. But nonetheless, we could look ahead to the offseason a little bit briefly right now before we, before we officially end the show. So, what's ahead? I'll tell you. Get an elite starting pitcher. It's time for Cashman to start really being serious about starting pitching. Stop beating around the bush for it and really go out there And flash the money like the New York Yankees can. And get an elite starter. You rarely... Evan Roberts mentioned this on the fan. And I was thinking this too. Around the time he was saying. And he couldn't be more correct if he tried. There are not elite starting pitchers. On the free agent market often. This offseason the Yankees are going to have shots. At both Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. If they don't add at least one of them. That's a problem. It's time to stop beating around the bush when it comes to starting pitching. You need to flash the money with these guys, get an elite starter, and show you care when it comes to starting pitching because starting pitching matters whether you like it or not. And also, just a couple more pieces of, pieces of advice. You know, you're going to have to make your decisions with Edwin Encarnacion and a lot of others this offseason and things like that. And they'll do that, bring Gardner back. And of course, very sad that CeCe's career is over. Very sad how he went out, but also poetic. Considering he was out there until he literally couldn't be anymore. Want to tip my cap to the big man. I didn't want to forget to say that before the show ended. Love you, CeCe. We'll never forget what you've done for this organization. Awesome stuff. One last piece of advice before I go. If you ever, and I'm talking to the Yankees if you ever let DJ Lemayhu walk you are certifiably stupid DJ Lemayhu proved to be this year one of the most incredible signings I've ever seen or heard of you give him whatever in the blue hell he wants you do not let that go In fact, we need more of him. I wish we could clone him. Never, ever let DJ Lemayhu go. Ever. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I making myself clear enough for you? Never let DJ walk. Extend him. Keep him for the rest of his career. You need DJ Lemayhu on this team. Other than that, we'll have plenty, we'll have plenty of weeks to talk about off season baseball, so I don't want to talk about it too much now. But for now, that is all the time that we do have for Yapping Yankees, guys, and it was a long one because it's emotion filled. There's no doubt about that. I told many people there would be raw emotion, and there was. There was raw emotion in this show. As far as what's next for the podcast, for the offseason going forward, I had a lot of people asking me what's the future of Yapping Yankees during the winter. I will still be putting out an episode each and every Sunday. I will not stop doing this. I love Yapping Yankees too much. I'll try to come out with polls each and every week to keep the interaction up and to keep you engaged. I'm going to really really figure out, truly, getting guests on this show. I want to get guests on here while the content is a little slow. During the offseason, inevitably so, while there's nothing going on in baseball or in any sport, content is inevitably slower for that sport. So I will admit right now that every Yapping Yankees episode from here until spring training is going to be significantly shorter because there will be a lack of content. There's, you know, when, when there's big news in the Yankee community, of course, it may it may make the shows a little longer, you know, obviously. But for the most part on generally quiet weeks, and we definitely will have them throughout the winter where there's really nothing going on in the baseball world at all, let alone in Yankee land, the episodes will be significantly shorter. They will be significantly shorter. So that's the future of Yapping Yankees for the winter. There will still be one every Sunday unless, you know, God forbid something happens to come up in my life or I can't do it one Sunday. I will, of course, be sure to let you know and keep you posted on social media, as I always do. But that is the future of the show for now. And the second I get guests rolling on this podcast... I already have so many on my mind that I want to have on. I will be making my list and we'll get that rolling. Still getting this, trying to get this podcast on Spotify. I will get that done as well. Other than that, that's the future of the show, guys. But for now... I want to thank you so, so much for listening. Let's give one last shout-out to Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and, of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, anywhere. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And while you're at it, be sure to also check out me, Mike Scudero all over social media I'm, I'm everywhere Be sure to check out my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY be sure to check out my Twitter page Twitter the most the most disgustingly active app that I am on <laughs> and my biggest following as well which I love to talk to all of you on at Mike Scudero be sure to just talk to me whenever you want I love interacting on there and also be sure to follow me on my Instagram at Mike Scuds 97. So, once again, thank you, 3000, for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, October 27th, when I come at you with episode 19 of Yappin' Yankees, which is going to be the first official, official, true episode of the offseason, even though today is officially the offseason. But, you know, next week is really when it'll be the Yankees offseason, truly, after a week of getting past all this and everything like that. But be sure to tune in for then next Sunday, October 27th, for episode 19 of Yapping Yankees and until then let's just all weather this storm of sadness together we'll get through it and although I know so many fans have grown tired of hearing this but the Yanks will get him next year hang in there guys and take care